Welcome to Live in a Home That Pays You Back, the podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of owning a home. Your host is Anna Simone, who explains how your home can be healthy, sustainable, and provide long-term security for you and your family. Anna's guests include technology leaders and innovators in the housing industry who share the kind of knowledge you need to meet the market with confidence. Make informed decisions about home construction, renovation, energy scores, water conservation, wind, solar, geothermal power, and lots more. It's time for you to live in a home that pays you back. Now here's your host, Anna Simone. Hello, everyone. This is Anna Simone, and welcome to this Live in a Home That Pays You Back. As you probably know, air quality is a very important part of what I talk about a lot in my book, in my articles. And I can't tell you how thrilled I am to have a conversation today with a company called IQ Air, a Swiss technology company that specializes in air quality for individuals, organizations, and governments around the world. And you've probably seen the name IQ Air on products in homes, hospitals, schools, as well as their name on partnerships and collaborations with the United Nations, Greenpeace, the World Health Organization, and many more. So with us today is Glory Dolphin Hans, who is the CEO of IQ Air's North American division. She is a certified indoor environmentalist specializing in air quality and a member of the air quality work group of the Environmental Protection Agency. So I am just so thrilled. Thank you so much, Glory, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Oh. I'm so happy. So I'd like to start off by having you tell us a little bit about the history of IQ Air and how it grew to be the world's leading source of monitoring air quality in 140 countries and 10,000 cities. Sure. Well, IQ Air got its start in 1963 from our founders, Manfred and Klaus Hammes, and essentially... Manfred was an asthma sufferer, and during that time period, there were a lot of coal ovens that were being used in, in throughout all of Europe to heat homes. Hmm. And he noticed every time this coal oven got turned on that his asthma would get worse. And from there, there was really, truly the birth of indoor air quality for IQ Air as a whole in finding a solution to these coal-based ovens and improving indoor air quality. Well, I can see that. There's a personal connection there, and that's fantastic. So I know that you have a foundation that you can tell us about called Clean Air for Kids. Can you talk about that? Yes. So IQ Air started a foundation back in 2017, and the mission was to help to mitigate air quality issues. And we do that for what's called environmentally impacted communities. So there are certain communities throughout the world that are essentially environmentally impacted. 
And that has a lot to do with the socioeconomic situation of that particular community. Yeah. And the effects are essentially that kids that live in poorer areas breathe poorer quality air. And how that affects folks are through different ways. It actually can interfere with the learning process. And so what we do with Clean Air for Kids is we help to mitigate that by cleaning up the air within these impacted communities within schools Uh and in the classroom. So we're able to mitigate the impact of poor air quality by making the classroom air quality 90% cleaner than their outdoor air. Yeah, yeah. I read a little bit on your website about the work that you've been doing with schools. And yeah. I, I, I'm in Connecticut, and the state of Connecticut just passed a legislative action to put mm-hmm. to put money aside to um, improve the air quality of all of our schools, you know, throughout the state. And, of course, you know, we're seeing more and more of that. Yeah. And, um, you know, my podcast series, you, I invited you on what I'm calling a series of three programs that I nicknamed Testing One, Two, Three. And the first part of this series of three was talking about the HERS index. We had a representative from, you know, the energy assessment company, ResNet. And then, the second part in our series of three was about climate resilience. Mm. And one of the things that we discussed in this podcast was about the wildfires that have been taking place across the country. And, yes. you know, we have 50 million households in America that are living in areas that are at risk to uh, natural disasters. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you today, Glory, was... If if there is a wildfire that is 10 miles or even 50 miles away from where you live, would the ash in, in the air, I mean, all of this air quality can be affected even when the wildfires are further away from what I'm hearing? Is that so? Oh, a- absolutely. So the bottom line is essentially wildfire smoke travels further than you think. Uh-huh. And um, that that is very much so the case, not just for wildfire smoke, but also for desert dust. Um, I just want to yeah. give you a quick example. Our wildfire smoke on the West Coast, it was measured that it was traveling all the way to New York and to other parts of Massachusetts, Amazing. right? So that this is what air quality experts were able to determine. And I'll give you one more example, Anna. When we looked at um, desert storms within the Sahara Desert, we also found, or scientists were able to find traces of Sahara desert dust within the Gulf of Mexico. So really oh, we're we're really truly not it is it is but um as we said wildfire smoke travels further than you think but what you've got to understand is that we share this environmental envelope we share it so yeah. 
it all stays really within our environment. Sometimes there's rain. Sometimes the, um, the pollutant particles travel down into the ocean. And sometimes there, when there's no rain and when there's wind that is strong enough to carry it, it can travel to the other side of the world. That is incredible. And no, so the two things that we think about a lot when we think about climate resilience and think about natural disasters is hurricanes and floods. Yeah. And of course, when I think of indoor air quality, I think a lot about mold and those little mold spores that are floating around the house. And so if they're, if the water levels are rising, you're living in a coastal community or you know, you've got waves crashing up, you know, practically right in front of your house. There's been flooding. How is this affecting indoor air quality because of the moisture and water that is surrounding the homes or, or maybe even having water come into their basement from a hurricane or a flood? What are the risks? Dealing with the impact of living in a coastal area, yes, dealing with the impact of moisture that has penetrated your home, uh, the threat is, it's pretty real. And that is something that that really truly needs to be thought about before you choose a location. Um, but we are also seeing that even for folks that are not in these coastal areas, uh, basements are very much so susceptible to moisture and have that musty basement smell throughout all parts of the country. Yes. Well, so that gets segues into your products. Well, I first learned about IQ Air is because I was reading about your monitors. So this would be really be a tabletop product that tells you not only what the indoor air quality is of your home and identifying the different types of pollutants or toxins, but it also tells you what the air quality is outside of your home. So can you talk to us a little bit about your air visual indoor and outdoor monitors? Oh, sure. So the air visual monitors allow folks to have exactly what the air quality is in their home, um, indoors and outdoors. It allows them to exactly know that. And this is, this is great because knowledge is power. You can take a look at the health recommendations and essentially adjust your day accordingly. Well, what kind of mitigation steps would you take around your house when, you, when you're reading what the air quality monitor is telling you? I mean, what would a homeowner do? You can uh, decide to uh, turn on your HVAC system, to clean your air with um, an air purifier, or do that oh. centrally through your home. Oh, I see. Yeah. Because when the... So when the when the allergen level goes up, there's going to be an indicator on the monitor and you say, okay, it's time to boost up our system. Well, so getting back to the kind of products that your company has developed, I noticed that you have a wide range of whole house products and these are air purification systems that actually clean and purify the whole house on a whole house level that that are that are actually installed 
adjacent. It's part of the HVAC system. That's right. So, so if some, so if a consultant were to go to someone's house, an air conditioning specialist, how would how would they go about recommending one of your products? Because I notice you have such a a broad range of whole house systems. Yeah. Well. The way that it works is that there's actually needs to be what's called an on-site assessment. So we've got to take a look at the HVAC system. And from there, we can actually fit, I believe, 95% of most HVAC systems with just five different models that we have. Okay. And, And I am a licensed HVAC contractor, I'm not going to bore you with what needs to be done exactly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there there needs to just be an assessment of the HVAC system. Um, you were talking all, also earlier about HERS, uh, that yeah. has, uh, that's a part of the equation, and uh, essentially just making sure that we match one-to-one the capacity of the HVAC system. I see. So that you're making sure you're covering all of the square footage areas of the house. Exactly. And without covering the square footage of the house with a boost in energy efficiency and not to choke the HVAC system. Right. Okay. Well, we know that the air purification systems, they're either portable or they're installed in the HVAC system in their whole house, and that there's different types of filters. So we have a mixed media filter, you know, that we most commonly refer to as the HEPA filter, and we have the MERV ratings, and, you know, filters can be eight inches wide or two inches wide, but there's also the electronic filters and the electrostatic filters, and mm-hmm. you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I usually describe this to people is that the paper filters trap the pollutants, but the electronic filters zap them. You know, they zap the pollutants and they're actually extinguishing them inside, you know, the filter compartment. And so do your products have unique types of filters or can you address that? Sure, sure. So we use what's called mechanical filtration. So we're actually not at this point technology agnostic. We really, truly believe that uh, you've got to remove the pollutants in the air. So not okay. not necessarily, we're not necessarily fans of zapping them. And then hopefully they're rendered um, uh, safe, but they're still floating around again. Um, yeah. So there, we're we're really not uh, proponents of that kind of technology. So we really believe that you've got to remove and eliminate the pollutants from being airborne, and that's through a filter technology that traps these pollutants within the filter itself. Oh, so it does stay trapped in the filter. Yes, absolutely. Well, well. So does the mechanical system actually? take the stale warm air and and send it out to the outside of the house through a strategic vent and and then bring in fresh filtered air so that you have a steady stream of clean air coming through the house to 
do your systems work like that or could they work like that? Yeah, yeah. So that would be a very high-end system, a high-end okay. HVAC system. So most HVAC systems, believe it or not, this is probably good for your, your, your listeners to understand, most HVAC systems are what's called closed systems. So that means that they're actually not taking in any fresh air whatsoever. And just in meeting our energy standards, um, most systems are closed, which means that there's no outdoor, there's no outside ventilation whatsoever in most okay. of our homes. And the only source we get of outside ventilations are turning on those bathroom fans or kitchen fans that create uh, what's called an under pressure within the home. And that under pressure causes um, the air to be sucked in from the outside through doors and windows. Right, right. So that's how and probably 98% of all homes operate. Well, because the building codes, the federal building codes have always been, you know, you, you need to have have the air vented out of the bathrooms because of moisture, which becomes mold. Yeah, you can have water sitting in your bathroom, and then in the stove, you need to you need to ventilate that hot air coming out of your stove for you know health and safety reasons. Absolutely. But I, but I do know that when you can get a continuous stream of fresh filtered air, it can enhance, and it is a much more sophisticated system, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so, but if if a family ha- household had a family member that had asthma. Mm-hmm. Or there, there were some medical issues. Would would a consultant recommend one particular type of whole house system over another type to address the medical issue? I I definitely uh, think so, and that would be mechanical filtration. So mechanical filtration is sort of like your catch-all to do no harm. Okay. Um, because there is really not this chemical aspect in which there might be some chemistry going on um, with charge filters, with ionization, with zapping that we may not necessarily be aware of. So in mechanical Uh filtration, it's just about capturing those particles, right? Um, And uh, there was another aspect you talked about. I think it was about energy efficiency and um, essentially you're talking about fresh air, oxygen-rich air versus yes. clean air. So there's really a difference between oxygen-rich air from the outside that you yep. may get from the outside and actually cleaned air can be considered filtered air. Filtered, okay. I right? It. And so you've got some challenges, especially in major metropolitan areas where mm. the air outdoors is not clean enough, That's right? <laughs> right? You're right. Maybe some tri-state areas, but I don't. I don't want to be. I don't no, want to be a too. Yeah. No, you already addressed that a little a little bit earlier when we talked about your clean air for kids programs. Right. You know, there are there are situations I mean, that we you probably don't want to bring in any air from the outside. Yeah. But maybe sometimes you want to bring in air from the outside, but filter it and clean it first before it's brought in. Okay. That's the key is to filter it and, and get it into your home and 
in a more strategic uh, type of method. But one of the things that I noticed about your product line is that, you know, your your website actually says this is what the price is. And what was a pleasant surprise is that you break it down per month. Like you can have this really very powerful whole house air cleaning and purification system. And per month, it might be 60, 70 or $80 a month. And, and when we think about homeowners today having an average mortgage payment of $2,200 a month nationally and people who rent homes, they might have a you know, the national average of rent is now over, you know, $1,400, $1,500. You know, it's nice to know that you don't have to have thousands of dollars in the bank to, to, in, to install an air cleaning system, that you have a product uh, that is available for a very small and affordable amount, you know, per month. But then there are also people that are renting or people that yep. are living in condominiums are apartments and they're not able to do a whole house installation. So you have a number of smaller products, portable ones, like the kind that you can carry with you to the office or put, leave it yes. in your car. You talk about that a little bit. Oh, the sure. Yeah. So, so we have a very wide range of air quality products from um, the ones that are built in, uh, installed in line to your HVAC to a one that will sit on your desk at your cubicle. Yeah. And, and also there's, um, a really, really, uh, awesome, uh, product that we have autumn car that is for your automobile and for your commute, uh, to have clean air during your commute. That's amazing. Yeah. And so there's a little motor or battery-operated system working in there that is it's recirculating the air that you're breathing in your car or in your cubicle? Yes. Well, well I would imagine they're electrical or USB-driven. Yeah, the they are. The office. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And lastly, you have a free app. And, you know, on my podcast show, we love to talk about anything that is free. It's a, always a great place to begin. Free is a good word. Right. It's a great way to start. That's what I love about passive homes, passive um, type homes, because it also is invented in, in, in the Swiss, the German part of Europe. And it yes. just takes advantage of anything that's free. More yep. heat in the winter and more coolness in the summer. Absolutely. And so we have a lot of listeners that do not own homes or, you know, they're renting and um, they're driving around looking at houses. They might be in, strolling around a neighborhood looking at four or five homes on a Saturday afternoon. Now, if someone has your free app, can you describe how that might help somebody that's looking for a house in a certain area? Oh, oh yes. Um, so the app shows your not only the existing or current air quality, but it also gives you historical data as well. So if you okay. want to know if you're in an impacted area or if you're looking at a home in an impacted area, you want to check the historical data because you want to see what's the average um, AQI or air quality index in that mm -hmm. neighborhood. 
so that you can understand what air quality you can expect to have on a day-to-day basis in that neighborhood. So, I mean, how specific is it? I know that we go on the Weather Channel and we see, you know, the pollen count is high, the pollen count is medium or low. But, you know, for someone, you know, getting back to the person or the household that has, you know, a a family member with COPD or a child with asthma or breathing problems, can you describe a little bit of what the app tells, you know, what specific information it actually gives, you know, historically? and at the present time in a certain geographic area. Yeah, so it gives you what's called an air quality index uh, number. And this air quality index, it's designed by the EPA, and it basically, it's kind of like green, yellow, red, right? Uh And then beyond red, those are some other colors you never want to see, like purple um, and maroon. Those are, those are, we only see the purple and maroon at the time of wildfire season. Um, Uh And on a day-to-day basis, we're seeing green, yellow, red. So green meaning it's good quality air. You can have a, a great hike outdoors. You can exercise outdoors and everything's great. And yellow meaning it's unhealthy for sensitive groups. So like your family member that has COPD or asthma, that's where you've got to really stop and say, whoa, uh, should I take that? Should I go for that jog outdoors? Uh, Should I maybe try to turn on my air purifier and exercise indoors instead? This is really an app that helps you to take control over your air quality. Hmm. And so what is the kind of feedback you're getting when you've got customers, millions and millions of customers all over the country, all over the world? What are you hearing from your customers, uh, Glory? Oh, uh, lots of questions. Um, Sometimes even I don't have a monitor uh, close enough uh, near me. I'd like to have a monitor. And what they can do is get an air visual series monitor for either indoor or outdoors. Uh, But it's it's always great to know what your air quality is hyper-locally. And um, some some folks uh, do have... Most folks will have a, an air quality monitor, an air quality station near them and say, oh, thank you for, for giving out this information. I didn't know uh, that that this was even available. So it, it's great what we're hearing from our users. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's a small, portable, and what I think is an affordable product. And I also want to say before we close that I learned so much from the IQ Air website. You have... Right. Volumes and volumes of helpful, free information. I love your stories. I like how you give back to communities, your foundation work. And I love the videos and, you know, where the founder is sitting in the chamber. And he says, don't try this at home. Oh. <laughs> they fill the chamber with smoke. <laughs> and then the IQ Air product is just sucking all of that smoke right out it's just a great optic it's just a great visual thank so you so how can people find iq air www.iqair.com 
Absolutely. Go to iqair.com and that's where you're going to find us. Okay. And you mentioned an on-site assessment. Yes. So if someone's living, I'm living in Connecticut, if I wanted to have an on-site assessment, can I locate an assessor on your website? Or You sure can. Okay. So if, if you're interested in, in what's called a whole house air purification, you'd go to our page. I believe it's called the Perfect Pro for whole house air purification. Ah, okay. And you just fill out a form. You can also make what's called an appointment with an air quality expert, and that's totally no charge. And they will mm-hmm. be able to go through with you either virtually or schedule an on-site assessment. Okay. So people can download the app, which is free. Yep. So you probably have a barcode or some way to make that available to people. But I thought when I first found out about IQWare about a year ago, actually when I was writing my book, I thought I saw your monitors being sold on Amazon. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Yep, both indoor and outdoor. You can find them on Amazon. Also, some of our air purifiers are available as well on Amazon. Okay, so you do have portable products, and you've got a wide range of products. And I noticed that you've got your indoor, outdoor, and then a more sophisticated one that is a combination of both. And there's not really, you know, when you look at the prices, it's, you know, it kind of makes sense for a little bit more. You don't have to have two monitors. You could have it bundled in. But Absolutely. Like I said, Glory, thank you so much for your time, for meeting with me today. I am so honored to have the CEO of the North American division of such a wonderful company as IQ Air. Thank you so much. And I thank you for having me on your show, too. And okay. I think it's great what you guys do with regards to giving homeowners, just so much information, just a real, real source of knowledge. So thank you. Yeah, well, we want people to make informed decisions. I mean, that's what my book and my articles are all about. But yeah, if you don't have a pencil handy, no worries, because you can go on my website, net and just look on my podcast page. And in the lineup, you will see IQ Air conversation with Glory Dolphin Hamas. And you'll have a direct link to the IQ Air website. Good luck. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks again. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Live in a Home That Pays You Back podcast. We hope you tune in again where we'll share more insider secrets so you get the absolute most out of your home. Check out Anna D. Simone's award-winning book, Live in a Home That Pays You Back. Available at Amazon and major booksellers in print, audio, and ebook. For more information, visit anadisimone.net. If you like what you heard, remember to follow Live in a Home That Pays You Back and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>